Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and investment wisdom collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zanbergen. Welcome to our show of Dream Chasers and Wealth Makers. We are thrilled to be back in the virtual studio today with a new episode of the Zanbergen Report. I'm proud to bring in the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about sharing what they have learned and what you need to know today. So in addition to Paul, I have in the studio today Dr. Berkey, who is the owner and operator of Beyond Regener- Regenerative, that's a word I'm going to have a hard time with, Beyond Regenerative Medicine and Aesthetics. Welcome to the show, Dr. Berkey. Thank you for having me, Bart. Sure. So we are in a strange time, and that has kind of been the theme of our show over the last uh, almost two, two months now, I think, Paul. We've been doing this virtual and, yeah, and it's... different Topics related this, this to this is our the new normal. Time. Forget about this the studio. The we got virtual studios here. I may never see Paul in person <laughs> again. <laughs> um, so, Dr. Berkey, I know that you have um, considerable experience. You're 26 years, correct, as as a physician, and this business of regenerative medicine and aesthetics, and it's it's considered a, a, a med spa. Am I is that correct, or falls yeah. under that category? Okay. So can you kind of maybe just start with what that is, what, before we get into how you're affected by this, like what a med spa is and what the regenerative medicine aesthetics are? Sure. That's a, that's a good question because what I'm doing is pretty unique. Most med spas are just that, a med spa where you can get facials and get, um, you know, treatments for your skin to look younger. And what I've done is combine the aesthetic part of a med spa with regenerative medicine for treating the body from the inside out. I believe that true health and well-being is not just looking good. You want to feel good and you want to be healthy and be able to enjoy your life. So more than just looking good. So the regenerative medicine side has a whole new world of looking at hormone balance, looking at body optimization, looking for Um, things that might be genetically that you're prone to. If you look at the SNPs in your DNA and you can ward things off, looking at your nutrition, do you have micronutrient deficiencies? Uh, Are you losing hair? Are you losing weight or gaining weight? All kinds of things that regenerative medicine brings to the table. And then, of course, cutting edge with that is going to be bringing stem cells on board as well as a healing mechanism if indicated and desired by the client. Great. So we all know that Paul is a big user of the med spa services of Botox, et cetera, but he, he may not be as familiar with the regenerative side. <laughs> is that true, Paul? <laughs> no. He just picks on me because I look like an old crabby guy here. I don't know any of this stuff here. You know, um, can I ask one I question, though? Why do you call it beyond regenerative? I, I thought regenerative is the next new thing. You're trying to go beyond regenerative. Why, why that terminology? Oh, that's the concept, yes. But I just liked what beyond implied, you know, when I wanted to brand myself. We are always looking into the future. We're looking beyond where we're at, you know, not in a bad way. It's more wanting to... I wanted my name to imply that I will always be on the cutting edge and carry things that are the next generation or the newest that you can find. 
So before we get into more about what you do and how you've been affected, um, I, I'm really interested to hear how you got to kind of where you are today. Have you always been in the regenerative or in the med spa world, or have you worked from in other areas of medicine? Good question. Regenerative medicine is actually a whole new field. It That's has, what I thought. Yeah. yeah, it really hasn't been around for very long. Um, those of us doing regenerative medicine, it's in addition to everything we've done for the last 20 years, you know, we're, we're all doing new conferences and new um, studies, new certifications, all kinds of things to stay up with the latest cutting edge of regenerative medicine. So me, I went through medical school, gosh, back in the late 80s. I graduated in 92, and originally I had done pediatrics, which mm. I loved. Um, but what I saw in pediatrics was a lot of things that we couldn't do anything about, which hurt my heart, especially when you see kids dying of cancer or you know trying bone marrow transplant, things that... Um, just seemed like medicine couldn't do anything about. So with that in mind, around that time, I had left medicine to raise my own kids. I had my own kids. I have three boys. And I was raising them. Um, and of course, as all moms do, we're very interested in nutrition. And I realized that in my medical training, we had gotten nothing about how important nutrition is for the mm. body, for repair, how important health in general, things like sleep habits you know, of course, in adults, things like alcohol, how that hurts the body or sugar, just sugar. So those kind of came to light. Um, it wasn't new to me. I'll say my I grew up here in Newport and my dad was a family physician. And way back in the 70s, he was one of the very first people to have a nutrition cookbook. And he used to say nutrition is the basis of all health. And he was the only one saying that back then. And I grew up with that, eating whole wheat bread and, you know, not drinking milk and the things that's very common now. So back to where I was, I, I then started really studying nutrition and catching up with everything that my medical training had missed. And there's a lot. I, you know, going back um, in all the literature, there is a lot of information on what nutrition does for our body and what happens with aging to our nutrition, as well as our immune system with nutrition. That just led more and more into um, not just for my kids, for myself, and then, of course, the link between gut and mental health, um, gut and overall health. It took me down this path of integrative training and then, of course, into regenerative, because now I see that it's more than just being preventive. There are things we can do to heal the body, heal the mind, heal our lives, enjoy our lives. And that's what I'm all about. Really. We all know that if you have an immediate crisis, you break a leg, you, you uh, need your, uh, I don't know, heart to operate it on or something, Western medicine excels at that but it doesn't seem to do as well as eastern medicine or others in preventing illnesses and somebody told me once i don't know if this is true this is my question to you when you go through med school that you only get like one class or maybe two on nutrition in all the years that you're there is that true yep that's true i had one class on nutrition and it was thrown in with you know you're you're so inundated in med school with information right. 
new information. You're just trying to absorb so much. And there was no emphasis placed on nutrition, on vitamins, on their importance in every single cell, every chemical reaction, mitochondria. You know, we learned all, you know, Krebs cycle and how does it all work? But, you know, that's all biochem and all of that. But unless you go into pharmacology, you're not revisiting that in medicine. We as doctors are trained to fix a problem once it arises. So right, exactly. absolutely there is a very important place for surgery, for ER, for you know acute illness, antibiotics, things like that, absolutely. Uh, but, but we've missed um, the preventive or even the reparative and regenerative aspect. Is the, the nutrition aspect of that um, somehow combined with the IV therapy? So do you use the nutritional component and to maybe super, super inject the nutritional um, impact? Yeah. yeah, so it's not megadoses of anything. You know, there, there can be problems with megadoses, but IV therapy is replenishing your system of things that you might be a, a little deficient in, not such that you're sick from it, but it will boost your, say, your immune system if you're giving added zinc and B vitamins, and especially vitamin C helps the immune system, um, magnesium fluid itself. Most people run dehydrated, so just adding extra fluid so that things flow and function better. So there's definitely a place for nutrients delivered IV. Remember, when you give it IV, it goes right into the bloodstream. So you're bypassing that whole digestive process so many people these days have digestive issues from the food we eat, from medicines they're on, environmental factors even, and our digestion in our gut, I think I said before, play a huge role in our immune system and our overall health, including how our brain works. So that, I think, is a very strong topic for right now, given what we're going through. And I know a lot of us, myself included, are really concerned about being healthy, of course. So how is what you are doing or what can you do to help people um, stay healthy in, in as we're trying to stay safe from coronavirus or really anything? Right, well, these days in particular, uh, I've shifted to virtual consultations. Um, I can see somebody, I can't do a full exam, of course, nothing replaces that. But you know, when you're talking to someone and hearing what's going on with them, ordering some blood tests, um, there's a lot that I can start with from that. To build the immune system, the number one thing is uh, not, not just nutrition, but sleep in general, sleep, low stress, and then the building blocks, which comes from nutrition. So if someone isn't eating right, or if they're not digesting right, if they're, like, the gut issues I was talking about, all those things come into play then I can recommend where to start either with supplements, although sometimes, you know, it gets crazy with 10, 20 supplements. That's, you know, not manageable or realistic. Yeah. Yeah. But once I'm bringing people in, which um, delivering that IV nutrient therapy is very beneficial. People feel much better right after getting that. You can get those every week, two times a week, if you're not able to digest the um food that you're eating. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny you should say sleep. It seems like in the last six months, I've never really heard anyone talk about sleep or the therapeutic part of sleep, but I listened to a great podcast in um, 
the gentleman that was interviewed, um, I forgot, but he seems to be the sleep guru doctor. He wrote a, a, a long book. And then um, I, I remember speaking to a, a, a holistic doctor and then she was you know, talking about sleep. So talk to us about sleep and how much is recommended for an adult. Adults recommended if you're not under high stress, seven to eight hours a night. That's without high stress? That's without high stress. <laughs> If you're under high stress, they they say nine. And the reason is that um, stress releases things like cortisol and other chemical things in your body. And so they destruct or are destructive to um, your, some of your chemical reactions and the ability to handle stress and anxiety. So that long period in sleep allows you to move through more phases of sleep. And so we know that there's different hormones released during different phases of sleep. The brain is getting restored and the body in general. So if you're take, if you're under a lot of stress and it's taking you that initial two hours just to get into some good sleep, that's why it pushes more to nine for high stress. But, you know, I don't know how many people get nine hours. How, um, I don't want to talk all about sleep, but how do you recommend, um, now I'm speaking about myself. I mean, if I get five and a half or six, I feel I've had a good night. Um, and I'm in pretty much in a high stress zone right now. Uh, and I have no fall, problem falling asleep. If we talk here long enough, I'll, I'll probably just fall asleep sitting here. Uh, not that you're boring, but I just, <laughs> I just can fall asleep. But I just don't stay asleep. I'll wake up and then not really get back in the zone. I may fall back asleep, but never into a deep sleep. I know that there's there's herbs. I've tried pretty much the whole array of them, including CBD recently and with limited success. But is there any tricks of the trade? So everyone is different. It is very common that we have sleep disruption as we age. A lot of that has to do with our pituitary secreting less of the growth hormone as we age. That's one of the main um thing that causes youthfulness in children is their growth hormone levels. And we know kids, of course, they sleep like rocks. So one of the ways that you can improve sleep is by supplementing either the melatonin producing substance. So you, by taking tryptophan, it's an amino acid, mm -hmm. it's commonly heard of in Turkey and things like mm -hmm. that. You can take tryptophan, our body metabolizes that into serotonin, the happy chemical and melatonin. A lot of people take melatonin itself, doesn't, kind of stops after a while, doesn't really Yeah, happen. yeah. There's a lot of different herbs. I won't go into a litany of, there's a lot of different herbs that work mm -hmm. differently for people. St. John's wort, theanine, freonine, all kinds of things. Those are amino acids. But um, the main thing that I recommend if someone's really having sleep disruption is what they call sleep hygiene. So that's no phones and computers or anything in bed, even in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And you know, a set time of bed, maybe some yoga stretches and poses before you go to sleep or meditation and mm -hmm. meditation. And then if you happen to wake up during the night, there's a few things you can do. But from a regenerative standpoint, we can add what's called peptides. Peptides are new in the big regenerative world. There's a lot. Yeah, I've heard that new buzzword. Mm -hmm. And they they are working wonderfully to slow aging and some of that sleep disruption because some of them actually stimulate the pituitary gland to release more of your own growth hormone during sleep, which also promotes the whole sleep cycle back to a more youthful state. It's 
wonderful to reduce osteoporosis. It has improved skin, can improve hair growth, can improve strength. A lot of people notice they're losing muscle mass. Um, that's very common as we age. So these peptides are the new frontier, really, for that. And we'll we'll talk offline more about that. I have a lot of interest in that. But I heard also it. Um, I think it goes hand in hand, but with for us aging males with our testosterone production and, and levels. Yes. So then that that's kind of a, a different arena. So peptides are like like insulin is a peptide. Peptides are something that our body naturally produces and declines as we age. So we're replacing it, and that's going to be you know, for aging or for repair or um, mm -hmm. even some for weight loss, addressing the ghrelin leptin response. Ask one more quick question about all this stuff. Somebody tweeted in this as well. Is it okay? Somebody said to me a long time ago, it's not as good taking any kind of supplement, vitamins, pills, whatever, as it is finding it in a natural source. Is that just a wives tale or is there some truth? Is it better to find these in some natural food you eat or is it okay just because of the deficit in our diets, just to take a bunch of supplements or vitamins or whatever? Absolutely. Anything from nature is the best because our body knows what to do with it mm. biochemically and physiologically. The problem we're seeing now is our food source is either contaminated with pesticides, which destroys some of those biochemical reactions, or doesn't even allow some of those nutrients to stay in the food. Processed food in particular, the pro being processed implies that they've changed it chemically. So a lot of the nutrients are pulled out. So in those scenarios, I do recommend supplements. There's even a new way now we can test you genetically and find out specifically what substances you need because you're not going to be able to um, absorb or metabolize them from your diet. And so that's exciting. I'm bringing that into my office as well. But yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Super interesting. Mm -hmm. um, okay, go ahead. Do you want to finish? <laughs> I did want to say that men and women, as we age, our testosterone, our hormones all mm -hmm. decline. So different. I was differentiating that from peptides. Hormones you can specifically replace. Um, I prefer the bioidentical form mm -hmm. because, again, it's biosimilar, so our body knows what to do with it as opposed to some of the synthetic you know, birth control pills and things like that. Yeah. But for men, as their testosterone declines, uh, there are some very important life things that happen. They lose their drive. They lose muscle mass. They can't think as clearly. Their sexual function is impacted. They can't get as strong of an erection or an erection at all. So many of these things bring men in saying, I just don't feel good. I'm gaining weight, I, you know, getting man boobs or whatever. And that that truly is a, <laughs> I saw that fall. Uh -oh. <laughs> a decline in testosterone and the ratio of their estrogen then is increasing. Right, right. You have to look at each individual and see where is their level at. Um, you know, this isn't about trying to be supra physiologic. It's about returning levels to a normal physiologic level where you can feel good and perform good and have a happy sex life, which is so important in general in life to feel that your sex life is healthy. 
Oh, we're going to have to put a PG-13 rating on this. Oh I'm a good Irish Catholic. I didn't, I'm gonna go, didn't know we we're going to go into all this stuff here today. <laughs> um, so, Dr. Berkey, I, I mean, we're all making adjustments for the most part. Look at how we're doing our show today. So how have you had to make adjustments in your practice given the COVID-19 era? The first thing I did was move virtually so that I'm still available for clients for a virtual phone call, whether it's phone call or um, in a Zoom meeting like we're doing here. And um, a lot can be accomplished that way. Like I said, nothing replaces an in-person eye-to-eye conversation and physical exam, but a lot can be done virtually. When I'm bringing people in, I ask that they do not come in if they have a fever or have been exposed to anyone that is sick. They are the only ones I have scheduled for that hour, so it's guaranteed to be a private visit. When they come in, I check a temperature as well, even here, and we all take um, protective gear such as gloves, masks, um, everything is sanitized, covered with disposable paper on the chairs, everything. And then when they leave, the whole place is re-sanitized before the next time. Yeah. yeah, a little different than before, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're obviously we're headed into summer. Um, and so what are some of the things, some of the hot things that you're doing for uh, this summer? Summertime, everyone wants to look gorgeous for the beach and being outdoors. So, of course, laser hair removal, even for men. You know, it's a wonderful, easy procedure. We have new lasers now um, that just removes the hair down to the follicle. Hair grows in several phases. There's three phases. So it's once you do that first treatment, you, wow, I'm hairless, you look great. But more hairs will grow because the ones that were dormant at the time of the treatment will grow in. So I hate to say it, I have hair growing where it's not supposed to grow, like my ears and all sorts of crazy things these days. Yeah. We don't laser in the ears, though. Oh, my <laughs> oh shoot. That's <laughs> no intranasal. You almost had me sold. <laughs> no intranasal. Yes. Yeah, we do, you know, laser hair removal is really big. Um, bikini area, back for men, any underarms, you know, those kind of things. Um, also, just skin health in general. So IVs are big, and we want to be hydrated. Hydrated skin looks youthful. The facials for um, clearing away blemishes, as well as sloughing off the old epidermis to look glowy and dewy. You know, we have a special whole thing we do for weddings. Uh, although most weddings nowadays have been canceled, I don't know yeah. if we're gonna go this summer. But we have a whole. Um, face and body uh, protocol for weddings and people in the wedding, including the bride and her mother. So I know that when you hear the word med spa, at least most people think they think of just women. You've indicated that, man, I know Paul goes for his bikini. Uh, <laughs> bikini wax every year. <laughs> but other than that, um, what more are men doing other than the hair removal that you just discussed? Men are actually the largest rising percentage-wise mm group in med spa usage and that's mostly for anti-aging reasons to look younger so things like injectables fillers botox to paralyze the muscles that you know create a lot of wrinkles also just uh skin tightening what we do with microneedling and radio frequency i have the latest and greatest is called the morpheus 8 it is a combination of microneedling and radio frequency so the microneedles are gold-plated so that the radio frequency is only emitted at the tip of the needle. And I can deliver 
that tip, I tell the machine how deep to go. So where the radiative frequency is emitted, you get heat produced and that can ablate fat or it can stimulate collagen and elastin and all kinds of things to uh, break and then tighten. So it's a tightening as well as resurfacing. Now, wait a minute. We're on the radio. You're telling me there's a therapeutic radio use for this medium that I've spent my whole life in here? I should be focusing the radio waves to do something here? You've got to explain that to me. What, how do you use radio waves to do anything here? Well, yeah. So radio frequency is an amazing technology. And now it's being, when you focus it, it creates heat. What we're doing is that these are radio frequency waves in the audible uh, frequency range, right? So that it's a whole different frequency and a whole different way of focusing that frequency into these minute little needles. There is a wand too that you can use that doesn't break the skin. It's rubbed on the skin and it creates the same type of heat. Again, focused radio frequency and not- Oh, that's why you look so young and so great. Because you've been on radio for so long. That must be it. I was going to say that Bart always turns the heat up on his shows here, and I didn't know that we're projecting this out into the world here, so we're probably <laughs> probably saving um, All right, Dr. Berkey, so we've been um, sheltered for a long time now. So what is like what is the one thing we could do to really kind of revive our skin and get ready to go out in the public again? Well, the best thing to do is would have nothing to do with me and that is get outside and be giant. <laughs> yeah. get some vitamin d and sun yep vitamin yeah. d it hits your retina the retina did you know the retina has it actually has cells that are um, stimulated all the way back to the pituitary gland it's called the pineal gland the pineal gland and the pituitary gland sit right next to each other in the brain I didn't say that quite right. So so the retinal cells are similar to the cells in the pituitary and pineal gland, but mostly pineal gland. So when our retinal cells are touched with light, that is adjusting our circadian rhythm in a healthy way. And that also affects our pineal gland, which is also affecting our circadian rhythm and other things. That's a whole other topic. Uh-huh. Vitamin D, we know vitamin D it acts as a hormone and is huge a huge factor in our immune system as well as our mood so that would be the number one thing if somebody wanted to talk to me uh, i would say the best thing um, to kind of rejuvenate and regenerate is going to be get on a nutrition plan get on a um, some kind of regenerative plan whether that you know have your hormones checked depending on your age you know if you're 40 and older you might need hormones you might need just micronutrient check and see where you're deficient. I want okay. some radio waves. That's what I'm wanting. So, yeah. Um, we are running uh, quickly out of time, but do you have any great, called like a success story where you've, you've helped turn someone's life around, made them look younger or happier or more healthy? Or just one. Like we just need one. I'm sure you got millions just of one. them here. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the quickest ones are what's called a liquid facelift, where someone comes in and um, what we can do with injectables makes them look 10 years younger, 15 years A younger. liquid facelift, okay. Liquid facelift. So that's using Botox and fillers, different parts of the face and addressing, you know, Botox is a, a muscle paralyzer. So you have to be quite careful with that. Um, and it's strategically placed in minute amounts. And then fillers will add volume. As we age, we all lose volume. And therefore, as the as the skin doesn't have volume to hold it up, it kind of sinks and causes big 
wrinkles here, jowling and things like that. So if you're why do you find you guys keep looking at me on every time she brings this stuff up everybody's looks at me here well i mean those are the you know aesthetically and you know those are the big success stories but i i will say that you know on the regenerative side there are beautiful success stories that you can see with helping people there's no cures with stem cells and there's no guarantees but you can get people back into some of the activities of life that they enjoy that they weren't doing before I'm going to challenge you with a question you may choose not to answer, but I, I've been told I've had shoulder issues. I've had rotator cuff surgeries on both sides, and I'm at a point again where I can't I can't surf or swim because I can't do that rotation movement. Um, I'm still able to weight train, so thankfully I'm still active. Um, but I was once told by a physician that there's going to be a day where there's no more shoulder surgeries and it's, it's stem cell. You think it's a possibility of a true statement? I do. You know, Stem cells are only as good as where they come from and who they're put into. So if somebody came to me and they smoke, they don't eat healthy, they're overweight, drink a lot of alcohol, they're not a good candidate for stem cells. So if you're healthy, like you're saying, Bart, you know, you're exercising, you're taking good care of yourself, and then you're putting some very viable, high-quality stem cells into that joint, there is a good possibility you're gonna get some repair. The misnomer I think is that right now we don't have a way of you know, regenerating a limb or regenerating a joint. That, that's not what stem cells do. They stimulate repair of what's there. So they might see uh, a torn ligament or something and they're gonna, they get attracted to that area of dysfunction and they stimulate repair. They also turn down the inflammatory response. So if somebody is recently injured or right after surgery, that that's going to have a dramatic effect as well. People that are long-term out from an injury, you may need multiple injections to get that, you know, to respond and, and stay. Um, but yeah, we're still, we're still building towards there. There are people studying, you know, not in humans, but in animals, uh, limb regeneration, like a starfish will do. Or something. Wow. But, um, wow. We're a long way away from So that. we're yeah. going to turn into starfish. We're just going to regenerate our limb. <laughs> I Five arms. throw a starfish on so, wow. No, you're right. That yeah. There is, you know, there right now, a lot of people are doing PRP injections. Have you heard of that? I've had that, um, and that didn't work for me. But I know that there's a, there's what is a series of steps. You got to explain it when you throw it out. Platelet-rich plasma. Right. Okay. Platelet-rich plasma. So they take your blood. We spin it down. I do PRP here too. Um, again, PRP is going to only be as good as your blood and what you're providing. So if you have a chronic illness, your PRP may not be very good. But we spin it down here in a centrifuge, and it separates into plasma versus red cells. And the plasma is platelet-rich and growth factor-rich. So that plasma is then injected into the injured joint or it can be injected in the skin. I do um, PRP facials. And that growth factor rich serum will stimulate everything that needs to regrow. So we can you know, repair fibroblasts and collagen and elastin in the skin in a joint. It's gonna repair torn cartilage, torn ligament, uh, maybe muscle injury. So the fact that you didn't respond, Bart, doesn't mean you wouldn't respond to stem cells. It just means mm -hmm. that maybe it was too late in the game, um, yeah. injection. Yeah. Um, there are some people that have um, 
better growth factors than others. So mm-hmm. might really makes sense. Makes or sense. Not, or even um, exosomes. Have you heard of exosomes? That's I have the, not. Mm-hmm. So stem cells produce exosomes. Exosomes are the packets, the little bubbles that carry all of the growth factors. So that's going to be an immediate, if you inject those exosomes right into that area, it's a burst of growth factors and, and those come from the stem cells we are harvesting from healthy born mm. babies, post-birth, umbilical cord, blood and tissue. And so that's why I recommend that okay. stem cell. So how do they how do they find you if like oh, they want to come in and do a whole bunch of body work like I need here? <laughs> <laughs> they can find anyone can find me. I'm at Beyond Regenerative Medicine Aesthetics. My website is just beyondregen.com. And our office number is 949-270-6789. That's also on the website. Um, they can Google me, Dr. Allison Berkey. I come up, my website comes up. And let's so, spell your last name so they get it right here. B as in boy, E-R-K-E-Y. In a word, just like like we have 1% left of time. So I need to ask you, um, uh, it's my favorite part of the show, but our final thought question. So that is Dr. Berkey. What is your ultimate lesson learned in your career as a, a um, as a physician? Ultimate lesson. She learned to gut it out. That's what it's all about. We're all trying to gut it out these days. Here, she's saying the guts are more important than I thought. That's just not a saying. That's no, real. I would say my ultimate lesson is humility. I would say you know, just because we are doctors doesn't mean we know everything doesn't mean we're always right. Um, Boy, say that again, because every doctor I've seen doesn't uh, practice that one very well. They usually, right? you know, I got all the answers. I know everything. Right? Well, and and the need to have uh, the humility to hear what the patient is telling you. You know, mm-hmm. don't go in with a preset mind or idea of what they need or what they want or who they are. You know, that part of my healing approach is that I want to know the patient and I want to know what their experience has been and what they think they need and you know a lot of the answers are just in what they're telling me so yeah humility I would say great well I want to thank you so much for taking the time this has been a great wealth of education and can't wait to talk to you offline about some of those things so Dr. Berkey thanks again have a great rest of the day thank you so much you guys And thanks, everyone, who has tuned in. We look forward to being in virtual studio again next week. Cheers. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zandbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting bartzandbergen.podbean.com. The Zandbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. Bart A. Zanbergen, CFP, and Letitia Burbaum, AIF, are registered investment advisors with Optivist, Inc., and registered representatives with Gramercy Securities, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered by Optivist, Inc., under SEC registration.